Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another uh, distant uh, Terry Scottish Football Podcast. Um, as it's a, a whole week has gone past and nobody's really learned a huge amount over the last week, except how many different types of cereal you can make by mixing them together. Um, we thought we'd do a quick podcast just to say hello, give a bit of patter, check in on everybody and make sure everybody's doing fine. So I'm Graham Thillis and today I'm joined by Craig Anderson. Hello. And Andy Harrow. Hello. Despite it being remote, we've still ended up with like a Glasgow lineup. It could have been empty now, but we're still like the three of us. Uh... I, I can see it being like that for all the podcasts. We somehow just stick to our usual like <laughs> we chat to like we're just always all Glasgow, we're always all Edinburgh. Somehow, even though we could literally do anybody. I'm mainly just excited at the prospect of uh, checking what Five Internet is like and see if I can get on a podcast with Sean McGuigan. Do it today. He'll be all right, because he'll be a bit the only one using the internet there, so the rest of us are always struggling. Nonetheless, um, hope all are keeping well. Um, rather than talk about miserable things, uh, what we thought we'd do is just talk through some fun stuff. Um, I imagine that's going to be that uh, until bigger decisions are made and then the adults can come in and talk about it, I imagine that's going to be a big part of what we're doing over the next few weeks and months. Um, so... Broadly, we thought we'd talk about some games, pick out some games over the over the over history. Which, if we could go to any game, what game would we go to, and why would we go to it? And talk about games and stuff, things in football they think were fun. So, does somebody want to start me off with a game that you would like to go and be at and be part of? Uh, I would. Um, uh, I would. I would quite like to go back to the, the uh, first game that ever. Uh, Went to the, in fact, the first couple of games I'd quite like to go back to as a, a Rovers fan. They were the, the 
first game was a we beat St Mirren seven nil at home. The first game of the season, I think St Mirren just got relegated. So it was I think it would have been ninety two, ninety three season. Um, I think it was, uh, and then. So yeah, the idea of going to a game where Rovers have scored seven goals in the opening day of the season and coming away in the, the um, folk actually buzzing about games must have been nice. And then the second game I went to um, what was a uh, way to Kelly, I mentioned this before, in a Scottish Cup game where uh, a goalkeeper got injured and um, where a centre-half went in goals and we lost 5-0 in the Scottish Cup. And I kind of, I would quite like to just relive the sheer misery of that as well. There's something about going to games where... It, you get hammered, but it's kind of in slightly unfortunate circumstances, and you kind of all band together. So, both of those would have been would have been quite nice to go to, and also just any game where uh, the goalkeeper's been replaced by an outfield player. So the the Scottish Cup the Scottish Cup uh, final wasn't it? Robbie Winters was yeah. yeah. would have taken that one as well. Um, five, just the sheer joy of, or two thousand actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sheer the sheer joy of going to. Watching a outfield player play goals for an extended period of time when you literally anything could happen, like and you and you hope beyond hope, unless it's your team, that he's absolutely hopeless and that he's had some sort of over the top confidence that has decided made the uh, made the decision to go in goals. I remember going to Ibrox um, and I was actually sitting in the home end. One of my friends from school had a um, grown up in co winning. Most folk are Rangers fans and. Uh, one of my friends from school had a, a spare season ticket next to him. And in the match programme before the game, it was, uh, was talking about James Fowler and it was saying he played uh, every position except in goals, which was true. <laughs> and then uh, Cammy Bell, no, Alan Combe got sent off uh, after we'd made our, about a minute after we'd made our third sub and James Fowler had to go in goals. And so they literally completed the whole set that day. And I think he conceded twice, we got about 5 0. Yeah, thoroughly miserable. I wouldn't like to go back to that actually because I was sitting in amongst the home support as well, mm. which was unpleasant. <laughs> and I've, I've got another one along those lines, uh, Andy. In that, in 1995, I think it was, um, Motherwell played Clyde Bank, and an injury meant that Stevie Woods, the Motherwell goalkeeper, did the opposite and ended up having to play outfield. I believe he played yeah. out in the left mm-hmm. wing for us. Uh, which seems like a, a reasonable place for, for Stevie Woods to be because it's not in, not in the goal, so that's a real step forward. What I also enjoy, Andy, is that you picked two which you were also at, which raises the question of if it's, if it's a time-travelling scenario and you're going back in time, um, are you going to abide by the rules of time travel and not try to change the outcome of either your own life or of Ray's Rovers? Um Oh, I might change the Kelly stuff because Kelly have never been out of the Premier League since the the year we both went up. So the, maybe maybe if I'd somehow managed to change things and stop uh, Carson getting injured in goals, then maybe Kelly would have done worse and not finished second and gone up with us. I'd, yeah, poss- possibly that. And we could. I'd, I'd like to uh, veto that, please. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Andy Harrow butterfly effect of come on <laughs> Rafe Rovers. As it turns out, Rafe Rovers have spent the past 20 years in the top. Yeah, yeah. But it's come on, have spent it jobbing around in League One. Yeah, pretty much, sadly. That um, would also give you the great scenario of potentially Ryan Stevenson playing in goals for Kilmarnock. So the more we delve into this scenario, I feel it's a real positive for us to look into. But <laughs> Ryan Stevenson would, uh, would never be seen anywhere near a Kilmarnock strip, I'm pretty sure of that. 
how did the Stevie Woods one come about? Because I can understand the player going goals, but I don't totally understand how. I think it was. I think it was in the Craig might know better, but I think it was in the day you could make two outfield subs. Yeah, right. and we made our two outfield subs. So I think made it made a substitute to bring a goalkeeper on, and ended up sticking Stevie Woods out in the wing. <laughs> Nice. I'm not sure that was the spirit in which that law was devised. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to that. There's, there's, there's a definite extra jeopardy with just only having two subs you can use. It, it, it really adds a bit of spice to the second half. You're leaning into the idea that adding a fourth one in extra time is actually no good and what you need to do is withdraw a player. Yes, yes. Less, less people. A, a, random, a random ballot as well as to which one goes off. It's not like you, you can't choose. <laughs> Uh, one of the one of the games that I was going to choose that I would like to very happily revisit would be the second leg of a playoff game, which is not first part, but instead Easter Road. Um, as I came into that game, I'd been playing football uh, in the morning and came uh, by the time I got back at the house, just came into the second half, and I remember the the commentary at the time just continually saying that what Aki's need to do is Aki's got to go long. Aki's got to play the ball long. They've got to start attacking Hibs. Got to be more aggressive. Got to be doing more to, to, to bring themselves into the game. Whereas in reality, Aki, Ali, Neil and Aki's knew an awful lot better than you. Just keep playing our game. Keep doing our thing. Keep playing the way that we do and we'll get the goal and then we'll take it from there and see what happens. And I remember watching it on the, on the television. I never had any great doubt that Aki's were going to score. Um, despite the despite the comments at the time, as I say, highlighting that they needed to be more direct, they needed to get the ball forward quicker. I just never any doubt that Aki's were going to score because they just had that inevitability about it. Hibs just couldn't string anything together, couldn't get the play together. And given how Hibs had ended up in that situation in the first place um, of essentially needing to win one game of football over a period of about 13 weeks, um, finally winning one and then in the playoff final first leg, and then still managing to chuck it as well. But I feel like I truly missed out on that day, um, given the opportunity. It was the sort of game that you could quite easily have found yourself along to, and seeing the whole thing unfold, um, I think I would have derived a great deal of pleasure from that in absolute schadenfreude terms. So yeah, I would like to go back and revisit uh, Aki's nil or Aki's two, Hibernian uh, nil from the playoff final second leg. I had that one as well, actually. That was one of my ones. I, I, I kept putting off that. I had a date. Um, it was before uh, Kate and I kept... Uh, I had a date and I kind of kept putting it off, like delaying it and delaying it slightly just so I could, like, you know, once it got the extra time and then penalties because I did not... Because it was one of those things that I, I just had a feeling that I did not want to miss this thing. So, yeah. I mean, it, it turned out fine as well. But it, I, wasn't, I wasn't very much late. Uh, and it was like a... It wasn't a first date, so it was fine. Um, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it did have an impact that day. I remember um, uh, watching it and... Uh, sorry, I'd watched the first leg and we'd got tickets. I think there was like a Radio 1 roadshow thing or whatever in Glasgow and we'd got tickets for it. And I remember uh, kind of enraging that it was going to clash with the game and then watching the first leg on the Thursday night where it was 2-0 Hibs and I thought, well, I'm, I'm not missing much anyway, but I recorded it. Um, regardless, and then remember meeting to Aki's fans seeming overly pleasant on the way home and thinking that's a bit weird, but I suppose I've just enjoyed mm. the day out and then going home and watching <laughs> it and being like, oh my God, yeah, it was, uh, it was incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. I like how the, the bar for Hamilton stole low the, the, the fact that they're kind of pleasant is that they just had a nice day out and lost in the, the playoff final. That's, uh, 
Well, it, just, it just seemed inconceivable to me at the time, you know, that they'd, yeah. as bad as Hibs had been, you know, you're, you're 2 0 up away from home. You're not going to chuck that out, chuck that away at home. That's true. Unless you're a Terry Butcher Hibs team. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have one, Craig? Yeah, um, so I've, I've, got, I've got a couple from Scottish football and I did pick one from outside. The very obvious one, because I tried to pick, uh, I, I tried to pick a couple of games that, as far as I know, the, the footage doesn't actually exist for. Um, so the first one's on the twenty uh, fourth of May, nineteen sixty five, which was when uh, Kelly went to Tynecastle and won the league. Um, yeah. Needed to beat Hearts because uh, Hearts were top, and in, in traditional Hearts fashion, they uh, bottled the league. Um, it's it, it wasn't, but I'm, I'm sure it was probably in the crowd or something, just to kind of deliver a special. Um, I, I thought I muted that. Sorry, I thought I muted these. Uh, notifications coming through but apparently not um, sorry about that listeners this is what happens when you record on zoom and you kind of shut up any of your other uh, your other noise but um, apologies um, Kelly, Kelly turned up and needed to win by two clear goals and it had to very specifically be a 2-0 margin indeed because of goal average um, and managed to actually go and do that and there are highlights of like the goals from the game and also a, a brilliant save that Bobby Ferguson the Kelly goalkeeper made and he was 20 at the time um, and, and went on to have a great career, but the um, I'd love to just watch the whole game because I, I think football was completely different then. But it'd be interesting to see how the Hearts crowd reacted as the the title that, that seemed to be theirs gradually got got snatched away. Yeah, I would beg them. along along those sort of lines, um, would being at uh, Dens Park be be high on a list as well there with. Uh, Watching Dundee and Hearts chuck it again. Yeah, that that would be good as well. I, again, it's one that I don't think the full footage. I don't think it was televised or anything like that. But yes, that would be. Uh, any time where a, a team chucks the league is fun. Mm. Like like you could go back to Scott McDonald Day at um, at Fur Park. You may have been there in the first place, but um, I wasn't actually. But the the, the essentially we we'd been down to visit my gran and we we're uh, heading home uh, back up back up through Lanarkshire. So. Again, this won't make sense to anybody outside of outside of Lanarkshire, but essentially at the bottom of the hill, um, up towards Kirsfin, there was a pub and there was guys outside singing and dancing and having a great time, and we had the game on the radio. And by the time we got up to the top of the hill at the Kirsfin vaults, there were boys looking as if they were going to chuck themselves in front of the car. So yeah, a really, a really, really pleasant sort of five hundred meters essentially, and um, from the bottom of the hill to the top to see to see them to see uh, the way in which it all felt sort of fell apart was. Um, was interesting, enjoyable. Another Kelly one, I guess, on that note would be when, when Kelly stopped to 10 the first time. Hopefully we can do the same next year. Um, we stopped Rangers 10 their own 1-1-0 at um, Ibrox. And the thing that would really get to me is that the referee at the time, and this was tradition for referees at the time, could kind of choose where the last game was when you were retiring. And so the referee had picked um, Ibrox because he uh, this is the story. This is the perhaps apocryphal story. They picked Ibrox because he was a Rangers fan and he, um, you know, wanted to referee there one last time. And then he added on. This is a, this is what I'd like to find out. The story is where he added on like six minutes of stoppage time in a day when that was um, very uncommon, kind of for Rangers to score to keep them in the, the title race. But actually, Kelly scored and, and basically completely blunted any hopes they had. I would like to watch it back just to see if that was actually true. Because got, I've got a feeling that, in fact, you know, it'll be like two minutes of stoppage time as normal, um, which will kind of somewhat dent the story. It's a bit yeah. like the, I almost don't want to tell this one, but um, when Kelly won 3-0 at Ibrox 
about 2001-ish, I can't remember the exact year, and uh, Christoph Kokal just ran the show, and the rumour or the story is that he had forgot his boots, and so he was playing in his trainers that day. But I actually, through work, was speaking to the guy that was a referee that day, and he says that that wasn't the case because he would have remembered it. Mm. So it's uh, disappointing, but ho- hopefully he is mistaken. But um, it, it does kind of... You sometimes don't want these stories to be damaged, I guess. No. I'm Josh Schneider-Weiler. And I'm John McKenzie. We know that the football news cycle never slows down. But sometimes, don't you wish it did? On the Football Today podcast, we give you in-depth analysis of the most interesting stories from around the world of football. And hear from the most knowledgeable journalists in the game. You can listen to each episode in the time it takes for a single commute. So join us now and subscribe to Football Today, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Fowler once again here to bring you an offer of free beer. Who doesn't love free beer? Well, we've partnered up once again with the good people at Beer52.com and they're giving our listeners the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash terrace and just cover the postage of four ninety five. And if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the terrace, you'll get an extra two free beers. So that's ten free beers in total for terrace listeners. B52 are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer52 deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, South Africa, New Zealand, California and many more. As an independent UK company, Beer52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in just to top it off. If you don't like dark beers, you can choose the light plan instead. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash terrace to get your case free. And don't forget right now, the terrace listeners get two extra beers free. Uh, along the lines, as you said, Craig, you've got one sort of outside Scottish football as well. My outside Scottish football one is the, the World Cup final between Spain and the Netherlands. Mm. Um, as I'd quite like to watch the, the sheer violence of that Dutch team in person uh, more than anything else. I remember sitting watching it uh, in, in my flat in Dundee. Just, it, it was a, a genuine moment of just sort of watching the whole thing, again, watching the whole scene unfold and the fury in which people would, were sort of viewing decisions at the time, sort of early days of social media and message boards and stuff like that, and people going absolutely tonto about it as well. Um, but the whole, that game, as much as it was it's kind of maligned to a degree and that it was very much the Dutch trying to stop Spain doing what Spain could do. I mean, absolutely fair play to them very late in the game. And then you still get the wonderful moment at the end of it of uh, Iniesta firing in the bottom corner as well. So you kind of get the whole show in that. You get the you get the drama of the the, the drama and the violence of the game. You get to go to a World Cup final uh, again, which is a, a, a little shot in the arm there as well. Um, but then you get to round it off with Iniesta absolutely sealing the deal at the end. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one as well. Yeah, I've, I've got yeah. one uh, on very similar lines, which is the Battle of Bramall Lane. Um, 16th of March 2002 uh, Sheffield United played West Bromwich Albion and fittingly kind of given this season the game didn't actually finish 
because Sheffield United ended up with uh, six men mm. and the game couldn't continue. Um, and so it was Neil Warnock, uh, who was managing Sheffield United at the time, and their season was kind of unravelling. And as as the kind of story went, him and the opposing manager, Gary Megson, didn't see eye to eye to begin with. There was a bit of history in the fixture. There was a player, I'm trying to work out remember who the player was, but there was a player on the opposing team um, who had injured, I think had injured one of the Sheffield United players the year before. And then the guy who'd been injured, was that this was his comeback game and they were after revenge, basically. So someone got injured after nine minutes and they had to make a sub straight away. Oh no, sorry, their goalkeeper, Sheffield United's goalkeeper, got sent off after nine minutes. They had to bring their sub-goalkeeper on. Then someone else went off injured and then they made two subs. And within a second, both of the subs got themselves sent off from coming on the park. And so the story is that Warnock instructed them to do so, to get sent off. Both of them were uh, for brutality towards Derek McInnes, which I'm pretty sure most of us are happy with as well. He scored twice in that game for West Brom. And then later in the game, because that was him down to eight men, and then later in the game, two Sheffield United players hobbled off with injuries as such. Mm-hmm. And so the game couldn't continue. And it got awarded 3-0, but, but certainly as fans of kind of brutality and, and general shithousing, I would love to kind of see that one. Yeah. I, I remember um, it's one of those weird ones where I, I had no interest in was it the champ it was championship yeah yeah, yeah yeah I have I would have had no interest at the time in the championship in England and I remember he did that in a kind of car buying we were at the Metro Centre shopping in Newcastle and uh, that was on the kind of radio the whole way and yeah you're right that would have been a, I never I've never seen any highlights I don't think for it or anything um, but yeah I, I had a had a kind of similar one in terms of in, in not actually seen it. The I always feel like I've got a wee gap in my knowledge uh, because of the France 98 final. Um, we were flying on holiday to, it ended up being our first like holiday abroad and we went to Spain and it happened to be, uh, we were actually in a, we actually went and holiday in Wales but the holiday in Wales was literally appalling so we left <laughs> it after like a night and kind of went home and then rebooked to go to um, a last minute trip to Menorca but it happened to be the same night as the World Cup final. So I, I've never seen the that final the whole way through. Like the whole thing with Ronaldo, I totally missed it. Um, didn't see the goals for years, um, and it's gonna you know that way where it's just like you feel like everyone else was talking about it and just had no you know idea that what happened, and you were just always trying to pull in the pieces like later on. So it would be it would be nice to actually have kind of go back and actually experience that whole thing, the whole drama around Ronaldo, and then. The actual game itself, and especially if you were in the stadium in France winning the World Cup, would have been uh, that would have been pretty good. Magic. Um, so, I think what we're going to try and do is is do a, a number of these sort of shorter podcasts uh, just to try and keep things sticking over as doing weekly reviews in terms of what the weekend's action is. Maybe a bit of a challenge, um, doing uh, a, doing sort of lengthier features as well, a bit of a challenge as well. We'll revisit our, our Scotland list of memorable games at some point as well. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to put together a, a quick podcast just to let you know, keep you give you give everybody something else to do a bit of time. So let us know um, any games that you would very much like to go to, um, or anything that you you feel that you missed out on that you that you would like to go back and do again, or alternatively any other great uh, goalkeepers uh, made up of sort of left backs and centre halves that you can remember as well. Particularly if there's any footage of it, yeah. uh, some great footage of uh, Jamie Dolan Day. Um, on the on YouTube as well for Motherwell fans as well, which is always very much worth watching. And yeah, just to give a shout out to everyone, just 
as always, follow all of your advice and guidance that we're going to be given, uh, as, as confusing as it can be at times. Um, and just a, a quick shout out to my, my Aberdeen pal, Cammy, as well, uh, just to let him know that we're all still thinking of you, mate. So, uh, uh, hope you're doing okay. But, uh, yeah, thanks very much, Andy. Thank you. Thanks very much, Craig. Cheers, Graham. We'll speak to you all soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.